0: have a confession. I cannot stand a ladder. It's not really that I can't stand it. I'm really kind of afraid of them. I have to stand no higher than maybe the second or third rung from the top. I have to feel the ladder against me. Otherwise, I get really scared. But today, I want to talk about a different kind of ladder and one you definitely want to reach the top on. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing, tips, tricks, and tools to take your marketing to new and profitable destinations. To paraphrase branding expert Graham Robertson, do you represent your brand to the customer or do you represent your customer to the brand? Confused? It's an essential shift in your mindset, but one that can take you from a good marketer to a great one. When you make the shift, you'll start to create and strengthen a brand that consumers will love, not merely buy, because consumers will connect with your brand and perhaps even love it. Marketing on emotion will always be better than marketing on products. And when customers love a brand, your profitability goes up. We introduced and went through brand laddering at Casino Marketing Bootcamp a couple of years ago, and then repeated it since. At both gatherings, it was an eye-opening experience much like physical ladders that can aid you reaching higher, so can a brand ladder. So what is brand laddering exactly? Well, it traces its origins to the early 80s as marketers look to move beyond the marketing of products and to connect with customers. It's a method for modeling the mental and emotional processes customers inherently use to make purchase decisions, starting with the features, moving up. Get it up the ladder to the benefits of those features and ultimately the emotional value customers get when they buy or use your product the process connects these attributes to emotional motivations and it elevates the brand from a collection of benefits and features to an emotional connection that puts your brand above all the others laddering can also aid you in determining the most compelling messages images, channels, and opportunities for your brand, something some marketers can often lose sight of. By exploring your brand's ladder, you connect with customers in ways that can lead to loyalty, profitability, and in some cases, investor confidence. If you've ever studied Maslow's hierarchy of needs or taken even a 101 psychology class, you'll find this process a little familiar. While Maslow divided the hierarchy into the general categories of basic needs, psychological needs and self-fulfillment, brand ladders are divided by the rungs of the attributes, the functional benefits and emotional benefits. If you place the two images side by side, you'll see how similar the process is. Attributes are self-explanatory as the features of the product. Functional benefits are why you're differentiated in the market or what some would call your unique selling proposition. And then emotional benefits provide customers with a sense of purpose, while social benefits relate to the stature that customers possess in the eyes of their social circle. Attributes can be easily copied, and that leads to consumer switching often based on convenience or price. Moving into the benefits are where consumers begin to build loyalty, the golden ticket of marketing. So how do you ladder your brand exactly? First, you have to determine your ideal customer by examining your database and any research or customer contact stories. Then brainstorm all possible brand attributes and features, but focus on the ones you believe give you a competitive advantage, your strengths that are unique in the market. Then carefully build a list of attributes and benefits from your customer's perspective rather than your own. Keep in mind that often the things we put into place can be overlooked even if consumers use them. They may never mention them as attributes or features, right? So think of it as air. We never say we have it only when it's terrible in some way or when we do something great with it. Now your research team will have the framework they need for focus groups. Listen, listen during these gatherings. For most casino customers, the experience and the sensory appeal may be the functional benefit they derive from your offering. In some cases, they can find a sense of connection as well. Take note of the words customers use in their communications during the focus groups. Then start moving them into categories to find the functional benefits of your particular brand. And as you work through focus groups, listen to what features they're mentioning and what they feel they get from them. Keep challenging those benefits until you can move into a productive zone of emotional space that you can own and win. Emotional benefits can often fall into categories or zones. Our friends at Beloved Brands have identified eight emotional zones with corresponding emotional benefits. While the emotional zones may be somewhat universal, your research and customers can elicit additional benefits. Moreover, you may find a cluster of benefits, but how you deliver the benefits will vary, perhaps even from location to location in the same brand. Your winning position is going to come from identifying the uncommon denominator. The goal is to narrow down what consumers want and what you can do best. Try not to reach for abstract emotional benefits. Some people call this brand ego tripping. So if you recall the Dove campaign for real beauty was such a big hit, right? But Dove actually fell into this trap early on when the company initially developed a campaign to get women to stop judging themselves harshly. Women were kind of unimpressed. They found the campaign patronizing. The trap the brand fell into was its top-down approach, taking the theory of beauty and then wrapping it in a product. When they looked from the bottom up, they were able to reach the emotional elements because they started with the product and then followed that ladder up to the emotions. Laddering can also help in the introduction of new concepts or products. In 1975, no one knew what a dryer sheet was or how it would revolutionize everyday home laundry. Procter & Gamble wanted people to add these little squares of fabric to their dryers along with their wet clothes, but they needed to find a way to convince homemakers around the country to do this. So the company underwent the laddering process to understand how to introduce the product and create this new category. They started with the ingredient, an easy-to-use sheet as their attributes. Then they identified the functional benefit of those attributes, which were wrinkle-free clothes. I mean. Who wants wrinkled clothes? Bounce solved that problem. The functional benefit was their doorway into the shopping cart. And as the product gained acceptance, the messaging moved up the ladder to continue placing the product higher and higher in the customer's minds through more substantial benefits. So in their case, the benefit of wrinkle-free clothes was that you had attractive clothes because they were wrinkle-free. And finally, up to the highest emotional benefit of feeling pretty, right? So let's think about it. Wrinkle-free clothing, pretty clothes, you feel pretty or handsome. As the messaging moved up the ladder, Bounce could move their messaging away from the attributes that could, and eventually were, easily copied to own a space in the consumer's heart. So how does this apply to your casino? According to the American Gaming Association, there are nearly 1,000 casinos in the US. There are nearly 1 million slot machines in those casinos, as well as numerous hotel rooms, players card programs, promotions, giveaways, steakhouses, quick serve outlets. How do you differentiate yourself in a sea of slot machines? How do you connect with somebody enough for them to spend their entertainment dollars with you instead of the movie theater or the bowling alley or another casino? This process is the same one we use when Harris, now known as Caesars Entertainment, became the first casino company to truly focus on branding as the company looked to find a unifying theme. In 2000, Harris had an overall image campaign along with five regional mini campaigns in addition to countless local themes. There was no clear message and the leadership looked to discover it. They knew the notion of a brand could give them a leadership position in what was becoming a very crowded market. Through months of research, we heard customers talk about all the things they liked and felt about their visits to Harris. We discovered our own ownable attributes, such as total rewards and first to market slot games. Then we looked at what those attributes meant to customers or the functional benefits of those attributes. Then we asked ourselves and them why they cared about those benefits to discover the emotional benefits. On the last rung of our ladder, we discovered the core of the emotional connection to Harris. We used the same approach when we were tasked with developing the brand marketing plan for Win Las Vegas. We knew we were special, but we had to uncover what made us unique in the mind of the target, not ours. Additionally, the company's visionary leader insisted we not rely on attributes. To his credit, he felt that companies that didn't understand what made them special often spoke only in terms of characteristics, or what he called developer speak, such as 800 thread count sheets or room square footage. So we worked our way up the ladder from the attributes that we could solely own in a highly competitive market, moved up to the functional benefits of those attributes, up to emotional and ultimately to the core benefit only we could provide. And this process gave us the guidance that drove our decisions in advertising, in selecting the appropriate publicity opportunities and the selection of media channels. But more importantly, it guided the language we use in our marketing communications. My experience has shown that some, not all marketers can easily fall into a rabbit hole of creative changes. And I've found that the reason typically falls into two categories. One reason is considering the creative before the business goals. I've worked with some great designers and 9.9 times out of 10, they will give me great creative on the first pass when the business goal has been the focus of the request. When we get ads that don't seem to hit, it's often a good exercise to understand if we've provided the designer with creative direction or business direction. The other reason we don't get the creative we want is that once again, We're probably focusing on the graphics rather than what the customer needs for a message to resonate with them. But a brand ladder can help. Now that you've identified your attributes or features and reached your emotional benefits, you can use your ladder to guide the creation of your advertising and to provide insights to your agency or creative partners. There's a hierarchy of customer motivations when they decide to research or purchase from you. Understanding those motivations can aid you in creating ads that resonate. Features and tangible benefits can be your sources of copy, while the emotional benefits can help guide you in selecting the imagery that will evoke the emotion of those features. Just keep in mind that attributes can be copied and cause switching. It's the emotion that can drive loyalty. Had Bounce stayed on the wrinkle-free run, they would have certainly lost market share to all the copycats that subsequently entered the market. The same is true for the two casino examples I cited. Had we relied on a selection of slot machines or high-thread count sheets, competitors could have easily copied and probably even outperformed our brands. The thing about a ladder is that it's meant to help you go higher. Don't be satisfied with the lower rung when understanding your brand. When we open a new hotel or introduce a new slot machine, we tend to fall in love with our products and focus on the attributes. But soon, the competition down the road has the very same thing laddering forces us to stop talking to ourselves and start listening to the customer something we can all stand to do more many marketers represent their brand to the customer great marketers represent the customer to the brand that's about it for this episode of drive time marketing join us on the next one to learn more about casino marketing if you like what you heard rate and review so other marketers can find us You can also sign up for our newsletter at the link in the show notes. And if you're looking for more in-depth knowledge and training, join us at our next casino marketing bootcamp event.